0: Hello and welcome to the Curious Choice Leader podcast. I'm your host, Becca Priddo, and it's time to step into your leadership, one curious choice at a time. You're brilliant at what you do and you want to keep doing it, but your success means that you have a bigger role and a team to go with it. Suddenly, you're facing a new challenge, leadership, and it's a challenge that keeps changing and evolving and growing with you. This show is dedicated to helping experts like you become the leader you want to be, to create working worlds that work for you, your business and everyone connected with it, whether it's your own business or someone else's. This first season is all about leading change. In an increasingly uncertain world, one of our few certainties is that we're going to have to lead change. We're going to get curious about change itself, about our experiences with change and see what lessons we can learn and then make choices about how we apply them to the next set of changes we need to make. Somehow we're at the midpoint of the year and usually that means reviewing our plans and checking we're on track. I have to admit I wondered if it was worth going back to mine given how much has changed since I wrote it and how much like a work of fiction it would look. I know I'm not alone in wondering where to start with planning and making decisions with all the uncertainty we're experiencing, and that's what we're going to talk about over the next few episodes. So, are you ready? It's time to get curious and make some choices about how we plan in a rapidly changing world. If you're listening to this podcast in the week it was published, the strange but true fact is that we've just hit the halfway point for the year. I say strange but true, as it doesn't really seem that time's been passing in its usual way. It's been a really long year, and yet all of a sudden we're in the middle. And the Doctor Who quote about time not being a linear progression from cause to effect, but actually from a non-linear, non-subjective viewpoint, being more of a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff, seems more appropriate than ever. And normally the midpoint of the year is one of those times where we press pause for a moment, review where we are and then refocus our plans. But let's face it, nothing's been normal about this year. So is this something we should pass on to? Another thing to let go of as we navigate the rolling waves of change that the storm that is 2020 is delivering. And even if we do decide to plan, how can we since our usual planning assumptions are proving to be untrue and we don't really know what to expect from our business environments? And those are very, very valid questions. And we could choose not to plan and just to go with the flow. But let's get real, my curious choice leaders. That's not really our style, is it? OK, it could be an interesting experiment, and we might learn something from doing that for a while. But we know that we're in the messy middle of the change that this year is creating. It's time to start looking to the future so that we can build whatever comes next for our businesses, our teams, and ourselves. If you and your team want to keep doing whatever it is that you do in the long term, you all need to be going in the same direction and you need a plan. Now what that plan looks like in terms of the details and the time frames may need to change, but you need to come together, plan and then work that plan. As leaders, it's part of what our team need from us to make their work feel worthwhile, to keep them pulling in the same direction and to give them that sense of purpose that we all crave. What happens when we don't provide this clarity about what's coming next is that people will fill in the blanks, the gaps in their own way which can cause some very interesting challenges down the road. Just last week, I had a call from a client wanting advice on how to handle a situation in their team, where one of the team members had assumed they'd all continue working from home forever and was now living a five-hour drive away from the office. The company concerned haven't yet decided if they're going to continue with remote working in the longer term, but they hadn't communicated that they were still deciding, and now that leader has a complex situation to resolve. As we look at our roles leading people through change, it's all very well when we know where we're going as a result of those changes, but right now we're all trying to work out what the post-pandemic world is like. Hopefully, we won't always have to lead with this much lack of information about the future very often, but what we learn doing it now will make it much simpler next time we're leading change. So yes, right now you can probably see how to lead people away from the pre-COVID world, but where are you taking them? As I say, it's something we're all working out as we go along. The world around us is literally changing week by week, if not day by day, and sometimes it'll even feel like hour by hour. There are far less certainties than we're used to. Does that make planning harder? Yes. Does it make it more complex? Yes. Does that make it impossible? No. As we've discussed in previous episodes, we can always choose our reaction to a situation. You could choose to avoid and abdicate planning as a leader right now and we've talked about the consequences of that option or you can choose to see this as an opportunity to improve your planning and build your team and your team performance going forward. So how do we do that? Where can we start when we need to plan in a seemingly unplannable situation? From my perspective there are three areas to think about. What stayed the same, what we can control and how far out we can plan ahead and I'm going to talk about each of those in a little bit more detail. It's a very natural reaction when we're faced with change, to focus on what's different and to stop noticing what stayed the same. If you think back to when you were younger, you may have done those spot the difference puzzles, the ones where you have two pictures and you have to spot what's different about each of them. As you do the puzzle, the differences become all you can notice and we almost literally stop seeing what stayed the same. But there's going to be more of it. It's the same with change. We're drawn to what's changing and we soon forget about what stayed the same. And recognising the things that have stayed the same gives you a platform for your planning. Things that are likely to have stayed the same include what your organisation exists to do, the clients and the customers that you serve, the values that your organisation lives by, and the business goals may well also have stayed the same. And we can use those things that have stayed the same in two ways to help us plan. Firstly, it gives us that platform, if you like, a start point and some of the constraints we need to plan around. And secondly, it can help us build a framework to make decisions. And once we have the framework, it can become relatively easy to make those decisions. Effectively, you just need to ask, does this meet our criteria and will it move us in the right direction? Next up, we can think about the time frame for our plans, or if you like, the planning horizons. If you think of planning like a road taking you where you want to go, when the things along the road are staying still and staying in line, the road is straight and it's easy to see a long way into the distance, and maybe even all the way to where you want to go. So when things are relatively stable and we can see that long way ahead the horizon is a long way away and we can plan further into the distance. Now imagine the things at the side of the road keep moving into the road. One or two at a time we can cope with just by gently swerving around them but as more and more of them move we can find ourselves on a twisty turny slalom course of a road and only able to see a few feet ahead of us and not really knowing which direction to turn. Sounds a bit like 2020 doesn't it? It's become a bit like being a rally driver, waiting for the co-driver to read the plan and tell us which way to turn and how hard to turn just before we need to make that manoeuvre. We still want to get to the destination, there's still a plan for us to follow, and rather than focusing on the move some miles ahead, we need to focus on making the right next turn now. This shorter-term decision-making in the context of a long-term objective is uncomfortable at first. Just like rally driving, it uses some adrenaline. And importantly, it relies on us being able to help our team flex and adapt rapidly and uses all our skills in leading change. Your task here is to work out what the right planning horizon is for your situation. The reality is that these planning horizons are going to move and emerge as new information comes to light. So there's not going to be one right answer here. And you need to consider things like how long the things that are uncertain will remain uncertain. And if there are things you can do to reduce the level of uncertainty around specific things, or even remove them altogether, it can be really helpful to keep a list of all the assumptions you're making around the uncertainties so that you can monitor when anything changes and adjust your plans accordingly. Personally, since March, I've changed my business planning horizon from having an annual planning framework with detailed quarterly plans to focusing on my long-term vision and planning month by month what I need to do to keep moving in that direction. For my business, that feels right and the question is, what's right for your situation? Finally, the third area we need to consider is focusing on what we can control. If we think about our business and the world it operates in, we can break things that we think about down into three areas. The things that we can control, so things like how you do a particular task. The things we can influence, so the things we need other people or other teams in our business to help with and the things that concern us but that we can't directly influence or control, like, for example, finding a cure for coronavirus. Unless, of course, you're one of the amazing research scientists working on this, in which case, thank you. When we're planning how we solve a problem or move towards a goal, it can be helpful to break the factors impacting that plan, the ideas we have about how we can reach the goal, and the things we think might stop us, and all the things we're not certain about, into one of those three categories. Imagine these three categories as concentric circles. The inner circle is the things that you can control. Next out is the circle that's made up of the things that you can influence. And outside that are the things that you're concerned about. What happens when we choose to focus our energy and effort on the things that we can control is that that circle gets bigger, pushing the circle of things we can influence so it grows too. However, if we focus on the things that concern us, that circle grows, but rather than expanding outwards, overall, it grows by pushing in on the things we can influence and the things we control, so both those circles get smaller. When our circle of control is small, we notice the uncertainty and feel we're being pushed around by whatever change comes our way. That means we need to focus our planning on the things that we can control and spend most of our time and our effort there, so we expand that circle. We're sometimes spent working to influence the things we can influence. The successes we gain working this way will help you and your team and your business feel good about the work you're doing, and you'll soon build the momentum you need not to be thrown off course by any changes that come your way. Okay, so in this episode, we've talked about how even though it can seem like an impossible task that would be pointless anyway given our experiences of the last quarter, we need to plan ahead and why that's important. That plan may look very different, and we may well not be able to provide the clarity we're used to providing with our plan. Then we talked about the three areas that it's helpful to consider when you're starting to bring your plan together. Looking at what's stayed the same and using that to build a decision framework, thinking about our planning horizon and how far ahead it's sensible and pragmatic to plan, and then finally how we need to concentrate on the things that we can control. We have choices to make about how we plan and as we reach the halfway point of the year now is the time to make them. The things I share in this podcast are based on my experience and some will be more relevant to you than others. It's up to you to decide what you take and apply from this podcast and I'd encourage you to consider that. That's what being a curious choice leader is all about. Getting curious and building our understanding and then evaluating what we find and making choices about what's right for us and our business. So as you may have guessed I've got three questions I'd like to leave you with this week. Number one, what things that impact your planning have stayed the same? Number two, what's the right planning horizon to be working to now? And number three, what are the important things that you can control and use as the basis for your plans? If you enjoyed the show and found it valuable, I'd love it if you'd subscribe and then rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts. When you rate and review the show, you help more people find it and step into their leadership one curious choice at a time. You can find the show and all the episodes and show notes, as well as more information on becoming a Curious Choice Leader by visiting the CuriousChoiceLeader.com. Thank you for listening and I look forward to talking to you next time.